You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I think that's what's hitting me a little bit underneath where I'm like, I'm like, am I even doing this well? I know you'll be alright Even when times get hard And you feel like you're in the dark You will see Just how beautiful life can be When you soften your heart You can finally start To live your truth Life. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life. It's your host, Lisa Haim. And I know there's a lot of anticipation around today's episode with guest Sammy Eason, aka at Samantha in person on Instagram. The first time Sammy came on the show was November 2020. Her episode was called Pregnant and Divorce Amidst a Pandemic. And it's one of our most listened to and loved episodes. I was so honored when Sammy said she wanted to come back on the show. So today we flash forward one and a half years later, and Sammy is on the brink of turning 30 years old, still going through the long drawn out divorce process. She's mothering three kids. And at the same time, she's cultivating a career for herself for the first time and a life outside of just being quote unquote mom. Sammy continues to show up every single day without pretending she has it all figured out. She's a true source of inspiration when it comes to everything motherhood, refinding yourself, and learning to trust yourself to make those really, really hard life decisions. In this episode, we talk about shared custody, the ups and downs and realities of it all, dating post-kids, what it's like, and body image stuff coming up after giving birth to three kids and then having to put yourself out there again, the strict energy diet that she's on that I fully support, and why she started her latest brand, Handle With Care, and its true meaning. I hope you all have a great week, and I'll see you here next week. Welcome back to The Truthiest Life, Samantha, Sammy, Welcome back to The Truthiest Life, because this is your second time coming on the podcast, and I'm so excited to do this little check-in with you and see how you are and how things have changed since the last time we sat down and recorded back in 2020. Yes. 
a long time ago. <laughs> a long time ago, especially in Sammy years, because you're you live in dog years. A lot happens in each year that you live. That it, that you might as well have, you know, like seven years in one. And I like to pack it in. You do, you do, you really, really do. So we had Sammy on Truthiest Life two years ago, one of our most listened to episodes. It's from November 13th, 2020, in case you want to go back. And it's called Pregnant and Divorced, A Miss a Pandemic. And we left off where Sammy was filing for divorce. She was pregnant with her third child. Yes, third. She was 28 years old. And we learned a lot about how you, Sammy, came to be the super mom, the superhuman that you are. Like I said, you pack a lot in. We heard about your hip surgeries, your life of drug use, alcoholism in your family, loss of your dad. We really got to like understand how you became this really introspective, creative, soulful person that we kind of just see the surface of on social media, Instagram, which is currently your main platform. Yes. So let's pick up with just, you know, you your most recent labor, it was already almost two. Yeah, he'll be two in October. Oh my God, I can't believe you have a one and a half year old right now. Like It's flying. It's flying. And it's I just have a completely different perspective on you and appreciation and admiration, I guess is the right word now that I have one baby. And, you know, for most of our friendship, for all of our friendship, you've been a mom. And I just had no idea the realities that you were going through on a day to day. And now I have a little bit of it. And I just can't believe all that you juggle and the weight on your shoulders and the positivity that you bring forth with that. But you were pregnant when we recorded and then you had your baby and the date was kind of significant. Can we talk about that? Because it's symbolic and I feel like so many, so much of your life is symbolic in a really full circle way. We didn't really talk about the due date or anything, but we talked about we didn't. My, dad, my dad passing away. But yeah, I went to, I went into labor with Rowan at like 12. Oh, I don't know what time, right after midnight, woke up on the 10 year anniversary of my dad's passing. And I had a friend living with me at the time and she was on the third floor in the old house. And I ran up there and I said, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. So I just had my little, you know, what they tell you to put in a hospital bag. Mine was like the opposite. I think I had like a toothbrush, like my favorite face oil and like a change of clothes, maybe a pair of underwear, <laughs> a water bottle. I was like, all right, I'm out of here. And I, I drove myself to the hospital and he was born, I think at like four ish in the morning, but yeah. So exactly 10 years after my dad passed away on the, on October 18th. So that was a really, I don't know, just, I don't know that there's a word for that feeling, but I feel like the word that comes to mind when I think of that is protected because that was just, I feel like with all the things that also could have happened to me from making really poor decisions in the 10 years after I lost my dad, you know, I feel like he's my, my, one of my angels in a sense. And then having Rowan be that day that I share with him, you know, in a sense, like, yeah, his birthday is his birthday, but that's kind of like, that's, I'm going to celebrate your life today. And we got a really beautiful baby out of it. So yeah. And I mean, you're not going to believe me when I say this right now, or our listeners are either going to fully believe me or think I'm a quack, but I swear I just saw a ghost go by on the screen. We record via Zoom, by the way, listeners. So 
I, I'll go back and watch it, but the time is 2.46 about. Uh, but I saw a little white dot go past on the screen. I mean, could have been a fly in my room, but we'll go, do, you feel, do you feel anything? I mean, it's sunny all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, when you said protected, that kind of Crazy. Came. Yeah, and I, I think that dates and times are always symbolic and we kind of have to look for them. That one's kind of obvious, but I mean, that's a one in 365 chance, you know, and yeah, how cool that there's so much meaning to to that. I heard you say it on the podcast that you did with your friend. You know, I can't say her name and I'm too nervous to try. Belen. 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 Yes, Emmy went on Belen's podcast and I loved the episode, by the way. It was fun to hear you with another friend and just kind of talking about that date because it was somehow we went talked about so many things on our last episode, but I missed the fact that your due date and the date that you actually delivered, which by the way, everybody is not super common. I don't know what the stats are on that, but was the date of your dad's passing. And he, you know, that is such a big part of who you are. Yeah, definitely. It had changed too, because, you know, I caught the pregnancy so early that when I went in and I was trying to give them all my last period or whatever, so that they can get an accurate read on it, that wasn't it. And then it changed. So go driving yourself to the hospital it's a very different experience, of course, from my birth, but I mean, at most, I shouldn't say most people, but what is it like to deliver without your partner by you? Did that feel sad? Does that feel empowering? Do you remember how you even felt in that day? Yeah. And I actually just talked about this on another podcast too, that that will be released on my birthday next week. And that was like not planned, but um, yeah, I, planned on having him by myself because I felt like my entire pregnancy was like pandemic hit, filed for divorce, moved in with my friend for the summer. And then I, I came back to the old house and I felt like my entire pregnancy was like, not like it flew, like I blinked and it was over and I had no, I don't want to say I didn't enjoy it because I did. And it was really, really sacred and special, but for me, like, I want to have this baby. This is like our moment together. And anyways, so I got there and I did call my ex and he didn't answer. And then I had a little group chat with two of my girlfriends and they were like, okay, we know you're kind of crazy and you're going to do this by yourself. But like, we want to know when you go into labor. And I called my mom. Well, she knew, but she's not, she doesn't feel entitled to those types of things, which I'm really grateful for. And she, you know, was there for the first two. Um, and I just, that didn't feel right either. And no offense to her, just like, I, I was just like, it just didn't feel, I don't know. I just, I didn't want anyone there. And then they checked me in at six centimeters. And I was like, my friend Molly was like, are you sure? And I was like, okay, you can come now. <laughs> but it was really, I mean, I don't know whatever you're going through, whatever people are dealing with at the time, but having a, a baby with a friend and she had also just had her third during the pandemic as well. So we had that in common and we're close in age, just women, our ability to be there for each other in these moments. And I met her after I had Isaac. So we've only been friends for like maybe four years, mm -hmm. but just this ability that we have to really comfort each other in these moments and, and, you know, she, she filmed it for me in case I wanted that and was just, we were like joking the whole time. Not like, not like in a distracting way, but just, it was really sweet. And 
tender in its own way and lighthearted and fun. It was fun. I was like laughing and it didn't feel like this big, serious, you know, I'm having this baby and I'm a single mom and I'm, you know, it didn't feel like that. It felt like that was what was meant to happen. So Mm. I get that a little bit, at least I feel like now having gone through labor, like it is a very deeply personal transformative moment for the mom prior. I mean, this might be obvious to you because you've done it three times and you've been a mom for so long, but I just didn't realize that labor could be so deeply spiritual and symbolic of the strength that you're going to need in the fourth trimester in that next part where you do need to have a lot of strength, stamina and moments where you're like, holy F, I can't do this. And then you can. And to your point, and I think I've spoken about this a lot, I think on this podcast, at least is like, you really need a women, a woman or a village of women to catch you on the other side. And so I totally get that having your friend there was like that sweet energy that made you feel really safe. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. You are turning 30. Happy birthday, by the way. Thanks. In just a few days, how are you feeling? I'm feeling okay. I feel like I was good. I think busy is a better term. 
just, I've been so, I have never been so busy in my entire life and I'm grateful for that. Um, my life is very full right now in a lot of ways. And I'm so touched by that, especially with what's going on in the world. I feel insanely grateful, but Oh man. Yeah. Heavy, like not even in a bad way. Just, I think these, these, I don't know. I've never really thought about a, these numbers before even, I think also because my mom, like once she was like, once you hit double digits, like no more parties for you. So I turned 10 and like, that was, mom, <laughs> I mean, are you serious? <laughs> and we still celebrated, but like, we didn't really make a big deal of birthdays in our house and, and that's fine. But I, I'm emotional, I guess you could say just really weepy. And I have kind of had this like spark the last couple of weeks. And I feel like literally within the last 24 hours, that kind of, I don't know. I'm just like, wait, what am I doing? Do I know what I'm doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was telling Sammy before we hit record that we couldn't have obviously different realities turning 30, but nonetheless, it really stirred something within me and I didn't see it coming at all. I think that 30 is really this like eye-opening moment of like, wait, what am I doing? Which direction am I going in? I feel like pre-30, like I maybe call it naive, but I just put one foot in front of the other and I trusted that land would be there. <laughs> and then and then all of a sudden I, I got a little bit in in my head. So when you say that life is busy, I hear you, obviously your life is busy given that you run multiple businesses, you're trying to put food on the table, pay rent, you've got three kids. I think you're still going through the legal divorce process. But it was interesting to hear you say busy and full because I think that you could be busy and empty. But when I hear busy and full, I'm hearing like a little bit more of an intentionalness to it. Does that feel right? Yeah, definitely. Man, when you just said all those things, I was like, I think that's what's hitting me a little bit underneath where I'm like, I'm like, am I even doing this well? (laughs) You know, You're doing amazing. <laughs> Sorry to make you cry or to, to no, have like you cry. I'm, I am, I have to tell myself that a lot right now to like put one foot in front of the other, but you're right. It's very different right now. Yeah. So it's not, it's my life is not busy and empty. It's very busy and very full, but I'm learning to, you know, really be intentional about where my energy is going and who it's going to. And I have, been strict on that and saying, this is, you know, if this is what I'm doing, then this is my checklist and it has to check all the boxes. And I don't mean that in terms of perfection. I mean that in terms of, I already spent time and energy over compromising, you know, and I'm not doing that anymore. So I'm, I'm happy to give a hundred percent, but I, you know, at the end of the day, you can only do so much. And so that has to be met with what I'm doing and who I'm doing it with. And yeah. So a strict energy diet, would you say? Strict energy diet. Yes. Yes. That is, that's the type of dieting that we're doing in 2022. I love, I really love that. And I think to your point, you know, who we spend time with, who we give into, where we bend, we can only bend so much. And you've done a lot of bending and giving yourself away over these last couple of years. And it's interesting because are you done having kids? Would you say, or you don't know? I mean, yeah, I'm done right now. I, I'll say never say never because you don't, 
I don't know. I've, I met a, a mom recently on a work trip and she has a beautiful blended family and I, you know, you never know. So I'm not going to write that off, but right. Um, but well, right it, now, yes, I am okay. not having any more babies. It's interesting you're turning 30, though, and a lot of, like, what I call adulting, I wouldn't say is behind you, but, like, you you know what you're doing as a mom. And, you know, for me, entering this phase, like, it is a big sacrificial time for me, not obviously with people and bending and, you know, I've my, I'm always on a strict energy diet, but, you know, I don't have time to socialize and do things where I feel like you do have now that you are divorced and you have the kids, I think half the time or so you are able to focus and replenish yourself in ways that, you know, most people who have a baby who's a year and a half, you know, can't do. Yeah. That's been huge for me because, uh, when I was married, I did not, I didn't live. I'm my apartment is like all of my friends are 10 minutes away from me. All the things I do are 10 minutes away from me. And then I do have these, I don't have the kids on the weekend. So I have them Monday through Friday and then I don't have them Friday, 5 PM through Sunday, 7 PM. And that has almost allowed me to do what everyone does before they have kids. Right. But it's in a different way now because I'm not, I'm not spending my time frivolously because I already did that. I did do that pre kids, but Mm -hmm. I didn't get in the traveling and the work. Like I didn't have a career. I was just like, I want to be a mom. And then I happened to meet someone and get married and have kids. And then I was a mom. So now I'm kind of learning, you know, I did it opposite, but now I'm doing the work thing and the kid thing. But, but I also am able to spend that time with people who really fill my cup. And I feel I hated St. Louis when I moved here and that was 10, 11 years ago. And, and now I have this insanely wonderful support system and I could not do this without that for sure. When we watch your stories on the weekends, you share just a little bit, but you know, you does seem like you're in like a really fun group of cultured people having dinner parties and for me, again, like I said, for everybody listening, Sammy and I met online, I don't know, five years ago, maybe. And I only knew Sam, the mom. And that was a full time, 100 percent job. And now, of course, you're still Sam, the mom, but it's cool on the weekends. I don't know if cool is the right word. So excuse that. It's interesting to see you get to explore what it's like to be a single person. And I don't mean single in the sense of dating or not dating. I just mean Samantha, the individual, Samantha, that's not changing diapers all day or feeding babies and cleaning up dishes and doing laundry and being a stay at home mom. You're just Samantha, the individual. And I had so much time in my 20s to be Lisa, the individual. Again, doesn't matter if I was in a relationship or not, because I'm not talking about like being a single person like that. I just mean all I have to worry about is is me today Uh, and so much self exploration and self-learning came from that, that you, I feel like you're getting to experience now. What's it like exploring who you are in these kind of interim moments? Cause like you get to do it Friday, Saturday, and then by Sunday, 7 PM, you have to turn that off and go back to being a mom. What's that juggle like? Yeah. So we have, we have weekend mom and then we have weekday mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> week no weekend Sammy and weekend, then yeah no that's good that's good week weekend Sam um, weekend, weekend Sam 
So that's interesting because I feel like, you know, you go, you go through high school and you're like, oh, I totally know what I like when I don't like. <laughs> and then you get to college, you go through college and you're like, oh, now I know what I like when I don't like. And then like now on the other side of 20s, you're like, oh, now I get it. So I don't know if that will change in another like five to 10 years, but I definitely, I think, um, and I feel very lucky to have experienced what I have in terms of travel and meeting people and trying, just trying different things like this lifestyle, for example, it's a different, you know, I don't, I don't know what that's like to go to college and marry someone and then have that be it. I'll never know what that's like. I have this maybe backwards way of, of doing it, but this is, um, it's Sundays were really hard for me for a long time because I, my part-time job was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And so Sunday was my only, is my only day for me. And, and so I kind of would just go, 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 go. And then Sunday would come and it would be quiet. And I'm so used to the chaos here that being alone was very hard for a long time. Now I can do it, but the back and forth is not, it takes, it takes adjusting. I don't know that you're ever even like, you know, ready for it. Like I've been doing this, you know, Sunday, Sunday drop-off thing for how long now? And this last Sunday was just different. I don't know. Uh, In the last episode that we had you on, we talked about how chaotic your life was. This was before the third baby and you had a house full of babies still, a husband, you had dogs and it was like so much action in your house. You know, if the dog wasn't making a mess somewhere, one of your kids was sick and it was just like jack in the box. You put one down and then one pops up and you're just like constantly putting out fires that even though we as like a collective complain about the chaos it can be really hard once you get used to chaos in any form to then experience stillness in any way or quiet and know what to do with it, you know, because so much starts coming up. Do you experience that? For sure. Yeah. And then it, and then it becomes this decision of like, okay, do I need to be by myself and rest right now and just really embrace that stillness? Or do I need to use this stillness to vacuum, do three loads of laundry, run to the store so that I don't have to do that with three kids in tow, you know, and then that's a toss up too. But, but I will say to bringing up when we spoke last, the chaos I had then was different, is so different than what it is. This chaos is like, And I've written about that since being here. This chaos is like so beautiful to me and I wouldn't trade it for anything, you know, where before it was just very dark and uncertain, but it's still, the energy thing is, is real. And like, you know, dogs are energy and people are, you know, a living thing is energy and Mm -hmm. you definitely, yeah. Going from having that all the time especially like years of it. Like I had kids and then I had them and then all of a sudden I didn't have them. It's crazy. And what about having them on the weekday versus the weekend? Like, do you still get to have like fun with your kids because you're in like that school mode? I mean, it's, it's fun. It is fun. And I'll use the word full again. You know, it's lively. It's, you know, someone's having a tantrum, someone's being great or <laughs> I don't know, just, but also my apartment where I live now is really nice because I can walk to a lot of 
you know, I have a park down the street and the kids can scooter and the, there's kids all up and down the, the neighborhood. So Isaac actually just finished school last week. So I definitely love because I don't have them on the weekends. And when I did have them occasionally, that even felt really rushed because then I have all this time to fill and maybe a birthday party or activities to do with them. But the weekdays are definitely, you know, Isaac gets home from school and he's exhausted. And then we have X amount of hours to go. And depending on if one, you know, Rowan might've napped for 30 minutes that day or two hours. And then Maddox like drops his nap and then he's a mess. So there's definitely that like witching hour of what, what, like four to seven, four to 8 PM. That's the, the hours of the day for me too, where I feel like we need to have like a mom village community. Obviously we don't live in the same place, but like I'm, I'm texting everyone I know during those hours who's nearby to just see if anybody wants to go for a walk. Like, can we just get through these next few hours together? Because things just start popping off and you don't know which way they're going. And it's just like, you got to make it to the finish line of the day. But I think I saw you write about this a while ago, but, and it really made me think how challenging it must be for you or any mom in your situation who has the kids during the week when so many things need to like get done and get done right. And then your partner gets to have them on the weekend. And then the kids kind of think of the partner as the fun parent because it's the weekend. And then are you, do you experience that with your kids? How do you explain that to them? Uh, do you have resentment that you're, you don't get to be the quote unquote fun parent? I definitely don't have resentment. Um, it's frustrating, especially cause like, you know, I'm feeding them Monday through Friday. So I'm, I'm doing the grocery shop and I'm packing lunches and snacks and I'm doing meals and I'm not eating out. I can't afford to eat out with them. Like, you know, we're not doing the fast food and especially now, like everything's more expensive. So like, we don't, I don't do that with them. So that's kind of annoying sometimes because we'll drive past the place and I'll be like, Hey, let's go here. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I actually saw a meme like two months ago that it was like, you know, when your mom's always like, well, we can eat at home. And you're like, wow, that's so lame. <laughs> now that you're home mom, you're like buying, you're like paying the grocery bill. You're like, oh, I get it. <laughs> like, we're eating at home. <laughs> yeah. So I definitely, no resentment. I don't, I don't want, I don't want to let that stuff get to me. I just don't. But yeah, being, doing the structure during the week and the drop off and the pickup and and trying to coordinate all of that and then not getting those easy, Hey, let's wake up and make waffles and watch a cartoon and then go on a walk. You know, that sucks. But also like I experienced this as a child in a different way, but like my mom was a stay at home mom, but then she went back to work when my dad was heavily drinking. And I thought actually that was the first piece that I published that I wrote called the cool parent on my and you reached out to me and that's how we became friends. I was like, this girl is deep and I want the inside look at her brain. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that when my kids are older, that's, that's, I think in these situations where you're co-parenting and one parent does things very differently, you know, or the schedule is different. You have to just know and trust and expect that when your kids you know, you never, ever put them in the middle. And I'm so grateful that me and my ex don't do that. Like, that's not there. He's not like, oh, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And I'm not, you know, they, the kids say something. I'm like, oh, cool. Great. You know? And then I go talk to my friend about it or whatever. 
Yep. Or I text him and say, Hey, did that, you know, what's this about? So I'm so, so fortunate that I don't have to deal with that. But, you know, in order to put food on the table, I have to do this email or, you know, this, something got messed up and I have to deal with that. And I can't make you a toaster waffle right now, but 10 years from now, they'll go, Oh, that's what that was. Mm. And so that's where I, that, okay. So yeah. So that's where I, you know, my dad was, he would give me a Mike's hard lemonade and, you know, he was, he didn't give a shit what I did. And my mom was so on top of me. And while she has admitted now that there could have been more balance with that, I did. I thought she was the lame one and he was the cool one. And then I had Isaac and I literally called her like two, she had to stay with me. She stayed with me after I had him. Cause I was bleeding a lot and needed help, but she left like three days after. And I remember just being home alone with him and I called her sobbing. And I was like, I'm so sorry for everything I ever put you through because I can't imagine anything happening to this person that I love so much. And that's what it is. It's like, I'm not being mean to you. Well, mean isn't the right word. I'm not being, I'm not just saying no, or I'm not making things a certain way because I, I want to, but sometimes this is how it has to go and you have to deal with it and you'll get it one day, hopefully. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, Elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. 
Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. Your process of divorce began about two years ago at the time of this recording. So being two years into this, I'm not going to say out of it because divorce is legal and takes a lot of time from what I understand in my memory from my parents' own divorce. What would you say to somebody who is thinking about getting divorced or currently going through the beginning stages of it? Two, two things from my divorce mentor, if you will. Mm-hmm. That's important. Everyone should have a divorce mentor. You really should. Yeah. Focus on what you can control because there's a lot that you cannot control and you will spiral with that, especially when, you know, your attorney is saying, oh, well, you know, it gets scary. It's, it's terrifying, especially when there's kids involved. It's really hard to sleep at night um, sometimes. And I don't know that if having thick skin is the word to use, but you have to really be in control of your thought because things will get out of control and you have to, you have to rein that in and take deep breaths. And, you know, you can only do so much in a day, really. So if you're going to be exerting a certain amount of energy towards that, be, be mindful of that because you can't, can't give it all away all at once. Um, and then the second thing would be, she told me this also, you know, divorce is not a choice that you make once and then it's mm-hmm. done. You have to make that choice every single day. So were there moments since then that you considered going back because it would be easier or romanticizing old ways or a future that doesn't really exist? Never, ever going back. But there are those moments where I'm like, I'm so over this. Like, I'm so done with it. It's not the going back. It's the I don't want to spend this money anymore or Mm -hmm. how is this fair or which it's not even about fair because that pretty much goes out the window. What keeps you moving forward if it's, if it's not fair? Because my, my quality of life now Mm. was, is night and day. Okay. So when you say quality of life, you, you went from living in a house and having a partner who works and from what I can remember, not worrying about finances in the same way you were a stay at home mom. Now you have three jobs. What does your quality of life that's better now look like? Rest, like not the kind where you go to sleep and then you wake up and you do the same shit all over again. Rest, like your soul is resting because you're at peace. Mm. So not physical rest, but emotional rest or both? (laughs) Yeah, both, all of it. Yeah, I mean, you can't be, I did it. I did it for a long time. And I, you know, me leaving was me listening to my intuition and, finding what my, I don't know, (laughs) just, you know, whatever. So I'm hearing, I'm feeling, tell me if I'm right, self-preservation vibes. Like you had to do, there's a white thing going past your screen. I don't know if that's your dad. Oh, that was the dust. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I was like, this one was like even bigger than the last. It might be an actual ghost. (laughs) Okay, good. You saw it too. Okay. So I'm feeling self-preservation vibes in the sense that you really had to really look at the emotional turmoil that you probably got used to as normal and say, I can't survive like this anymore. 
Yeah. So I guess following your intuition, the sense where I was with someone where, you know, and he'll, he would, you know, we could have a conversation, but you know, I was like, Hey, I'm feeling this way. And I don't think this is right. And this doesn't feel like a smart family decision to me. And I was never listened to. And then also feeling like something was off and, and it was. And, and so when I finally got truth, I said, this is, I can't, I'm done. Because then here's the thing too, where, and I'm not saying people cannot work things out, but for me at that point, I was like, I had just, and we were in therapy for so long and time. I was like, I had this like wake up moment of like, this is time. Like, this is not an afterthought. And I think we, I still do that now because you can get so wrapped up in just life as being life and all the shit you have to do every day. And then, you know, it's kind of like when you overthink something and then three weeks goes by and you're like, why did I even stress about that? Like that was so not a, a big deal. And, and it's actually the opposite. It's like, actually, this is a really big deal. So you have to, you have to take care of yourself. Well, I think there's no better example than you of somebody who could have felt really stuck and continued the hamster wheel of emotional chaos for my words, not yours. You know, you were pregnant at the time of choosing to divorce in the middle of a pandemic, like the most destabilizing time for most people. And that gut intuition told you no more. And I think that, like you said, yes, relationships can be improved and worked on and every situation is so different, but I think a lot are completely soured at some point, not saying yours, Sam, I'm speaking to just like the general audience here. And it comes to a point where are you staying in it because you feel stuck and you're afraid because things don't generally get better and you have to kind of choose yourself in those moments. And I don't say that from a knowing place, so I please... Like I I get, I could only imagine how hard it must feel for anybody listening, but watching you go through it, Sammy, you know, it has just, I think you're a great anchor of somebody, a public figure, even online where you could see a woman who did it. Are things the same? Absolutely not. You're working three or four jobs to pay rent. You're not taking your kids out to dinner because you're saving money every step of the way. And, you know, I think, the realities of divorce often do shake finances for most people, but what you gain, you know, from what I'm hearing, seeing, witnessing is like the ability to breathe and sleep. That word, you know, that word sleep always comes up for you because of your life. And it's symbolic of being able to rest with two eyes shut versus peeping out. So we're not going to talk about dating today. And that's your personal life. But I'm curious because, again, I think our listeners can relate to in some way. Everybody, I assume everybody, most people have been at least lied to in a relationship before. Uh, And I know in our last episode, you mentioned that there were some trust things going on. Now that you're making your way out there, whether you're like formally dating or informally or just meeting people, are you finding yourself having trust issues because of what you've been through? No. And that's just because I, well, A, now I know I'm highly intuitive and that if I'm, if I follow my nose that I'm usually right. And I don't ever put 
like a category on something where I'm like, oh, this is what happened to me. So they're all like that. And where I understand that, you know, maybe I don't know, I don't want to say bad luck, but because I do have friends who have told me stories about, you know, they meet this guy and then this guy and then this guy or whoever, and then it doesn't, it doesn't work out. And I, in my mind, that's like an experience and then you're learning from that and you're going, okay, well, that wasn't right. You know, how are you supposed to know? And I'm not saying that that's maybe a, a good way to do it, but so you're, I, it sounds like you're not personalizing the problem, like the transparency that was not there in your past relationship. You're not walking around saying I did something, therefore I can't repeat that. You see that as a past partner problem. Therefore, in your future relationships of any kind, you're not carrying that weight. Yeah. Or just like, sorry, I feel like I just made that so complicated. I'm not bitter about those types of things. Maybe that's a, let's start over. I'm not bitter about about those types of things because I think that people are who they are, obviously. And so the next person that I meet or end up with or whatever, their whole world and mind is shaped from a completely different life experience. Now I just can spot things from a mile away. So they're trusting it. And I'm trusting it because I trust myself. Let's just take it back. There was my, my, my divorce mentor gave me a journal when this first all went down during COVID, she came up on my porch and she dropped it off, you know, whatever, how many feet away from me. And (laughs) there was no physical contact. And she gave that to me and she's big on journaling. And I've never had never done that before. And in one of the pages, because I had sent her pictures of some of them. I don't even think I could read this journal now because I was so, it was just daily, I know it's crazy that you have never journaled, given that you are a writer and your words are, you know, what has inspired so many people on Instagram. But anyway, I digress. Um, Yeah, I'm just not good at it, I guess, if you will. It's just not your style. I wouldn't say you're not good at it, but like your expressive style is, is more like short poems, I guess, that kind of fly out of your brain versus journaling. Anyway, go on. Okay. So your friend leaves this journal. Yeah. For you. So I, I had sent her some pages of, I guess you would say anger and disappointment and just, again, things not being fair at the time. And I love that this friend never responds with like a, you know, there's, there's empathy there, but there's never this, like, I don't know. She just said, it's whatever I had sent her that day. She goes, okay write down a list right now of every quality you want in your essential dream person. And I did. And that was my compass, my compass. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not settling on any of these things. And I actually read something this morning. That's like, there's also a difference between like honeymoon phase and, and real. And I think the difference between that is like, there's this honeymoon phase. Cause I had that with my ex, but there was also, it was difficult in a lot of ways, but I over, you kind of override that sometimes. Whereas now it's like, it is easy. It is effortless and it takes work. A relationship takes work, but not in the ways that are making you cry or maybe that's not even the right thing yeah. to say. Like, it's not a disturbance. It's not a disturbance to you and 
how you're being treated. You know, it's, here's a schedule thing or like, I don't know, like obviously shit gets hard, but now I feel like I get it. it. No, no, no. I, I think, I think I, I definitely understand what you're saying. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring, and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day, as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you, something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. When it comes to dating, and again, I'm asking this like generally, but I do want to ask you because this list, this podcast is about helping other people with the thoughts in their head that they might be struggling with. And you did, you're going through something that can feel very isolating when dating now and entering the world as a single person you're already a mother and your body has gone through a lot of things. I say that because my body has gone through a lot of things. And, you know, when Evan and I are intimate or in any way, like every stretch mark or change to my body and physicality, like it's all because of the baby that we had together. And I don't want to say weathered is the right word here because that feels negative and I don't mean it in a negative way. But for me, you know, my body has weathered through a storm of having a baby and therefore I look I don't look like I'm 20 anymore which is fine but when entering relationships with new partners have new body image stuff come up for you in any way it's funny you say you're bringing this up because I I definitely 
like you said, weathered, like I had these babies with this person and he watched those, he watched these veins pop up with each kid and (laughs) it never bothered him. And I feel very, you know, grateful for that, that he never was like, he, he never was like, this takes away from, you know, he didn't, but I obviously now not being with the person who knows that they're there definitely went through a stage of being really self-conscious about them. And I had this, I don't know, like two months ago where I was just like, okay, A, if you're going to be with someone and that's what they're going to be critical of, don't be with them because it's physical. And that's not, I don't know that stuff to me is just so, I don't, I don't care about that stuff. That would be like, okay, but if I love this person and they have like, I don't even know what to say. Right. Like, why would that even matter? Like, I'm trying to think about if I were on the other end of it, but if I got to know someone and they treated me well and I love them, then why would I care about this? Mm -hmm. Unless it like hurts them, which is kind of like where I'm at now with these things is they're like, they are painful. So I'm like, hurts you, right? how can I get them? How can I get them removed? You know, it's a physical thing, but it's also like not comfortable it's also such a waste of your time. It is such a waste of your time to stress about something that you can't change unless you're going to like make an appointment and then go change it. But like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, why am I going to take 25 minutes before a date or before this or before that to stress about something that's not going to go away Mm -hmm. time. And then what I'm going to judge my character and myself off of this when that's not even I don't know. Right. Yeah. It's silly. It's silly. It's silly, but I imagine it it's hard when we enter our first relationships. You know, you're you're in your twenties, your early twenties, you're kinda all like shiny and new and you know, being twenty, everything kinda looks nice and tight. My boobs were not (laughs) <laughs> at the level that they're at now. You always called them tube socks. They've breastfed three babies, which is absolutely remarkable, especially now that I've gone through it. But again, like entering a relationship with somebody new, like, do are you over explaining yourself or are you just owning it? Now I'm at the point of like, yeah, I did. So th- those are the kinds of things that I would go through that I go through in my head where I'm like, oh, well, if, you know, I'll just say, this is from, or just to be self-conscious about it. But, but I don't know, I'm turning 30. I've had three kids. I'm a mom. This is, you get what you get. This This is is it. it. This is it. This is it. I hear you. All right. So real quick, talking about the different jobs that you now have handle with care is written on your hand and it's also your small biz. What is handle with care and are you loving it? Uh, I am loving it. I'm a little frustrated with supply chain issues right now because that's just, you know, something new that I've had to, to deal with, but I am, I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot from everything with like just making it a reality to customer service and going to the post office with the kids. And I don't know, that's another thing that I'm grateful for that I have to help carry me right now. I think a lot of people don't realize what it takes to be a small business owner. And when you're just starting, you know, if you, if you don't follow handle with care, check that out on Instagram. But Sam recently started with merch with the phrase handle with care and she puts it on hats and do you have totes too, or just hats right now? Yeah. Totes. Right. And you know, all that it takes to fulfill those shipments before you're a really big business requires so much labor, so much time, so much everything. And I think people don't realize, but what does handle with care mean? Because clearly people are 
understanding it and want to be part of this brand. So what does it mean to you? And what do you think it means to your, your customers? Yeah, I, I got it after my worst. That was kind of right at the end there. But my really bad postpartum night, I was after Maddox right in between him and Rowan. And there was a lot of things going into that. But I just, I, and then I, you know, I wanted to go get a tattoo, but I just, this was, I needed a reminder. To handle yourself with care? Is it a, a note to self or a note to others? Note to self, note to whatever you need at that time. There's so many things you should handle with care and life gets fast. And if you mm. don't, you don't slow down to think about things you should really be caring about or handling. I mean, there's so many, there's so many different ways to, to put it, but. A theme that has been running through my head for the past couple of weeks has been that everything is so fragile in the conversation with myself, it's more been about relationships, whether it's friendships, romantic relationships, whatever, really, you know, everything is really fragile and fragile goes hand in hand with, you know, anything fragile arrives in the mail with a little sign that says, you know, handle with care. So it goes hand in hand to that, but I never applied it to how fragile your own existence is and how we use such a lack of fragility when speaking to ourselves by self-sabotaging, oftentimes with self-harm. Whether of, Yeah. I think about that all the time. Sorry to interrupt you. No, please. Where don't. I'm like, like I see my kids and they're just like, they're so perfect. And, and like, I huh. love them for them. And then to think about them being hard on themselves or mean to themselves or any so critical, like anything you just said would break my heart. It's like, yeah, you're, you're, you're someone's child too. Be good to yourself. Mm. But now you're an adult and you live in this crazy world and it's hard. This crazy world. Evan sometimes looks at Soli and he's like, I just don't ever want her to, to experience. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But he says, I don't ever want her to experience pain. And we're already like considering homeschooling, which I'm sure you'll love. Uh, but to, you can't, you can't place a child in a bubble. Right. And I think my mind doesn't even go there because I am running circles around her to keep her safe. And by the way, fun, like mom intuition thing I never expected to have is like, you know, before they're going to get hurt, that they're going to get hurt. Does that happen with you? Like, I'm like, Evan, move that box. And then he doesn't move the box. Right. And then she falls onto the box. Like, and he's like, how'd you know? And I was like, we just know. So our radar is always being like, is always working in overdrive and like saving situations. There's been so many close calls where it's like, oh my God, you know, you're so fragile. And I thank God that just happened. But I think my mind isn't going where his is yet because I kind of have her in a bubble of being home at all time under my eyes or a very watchful eye. And I haven't really allowed myself to really sink in with the scary thought time, like rubbing my eyes as I say this of like, she freaking lives in this crazy world. Like, no, she lives in my house right now and that's safe and protected, but she lives in the craziest world of all time. <laughs> 2022, like give us a break. I love the fragile, the fragile analogy. And I, sometimes I'll repost things on my story, like a quote. And one I did like three days ago was if you take care of things, they last. And it's like, you know that obviously, but you forget that it's like the hand it's that's like handles care. It's like, you know, these things, but you forget them, but like, you get you so comfortable. Take, you have to take care of stuff. Yeah. And every and, single day, 
we also do live in a really fast and productive world where like, if you do, okay, if you take care of things, they last, but if you drop the avocado and then it's disgusting, you can go buy a new avocado. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. But like, sometimes you really can't go buy a new avocado. So like, well, imagine a world where you can't, right? Because because we 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 are have all these experiences where things go wrong, and we have the luxury of putting them back together because of accessibility and convenience. But imagine a world where we where we didn't, how we would right pick up that avocado and carry it with two hands so we don't drop it. But we're so used to the replaceability and disposability of the world that we've created that we forget how. Uh, non-disposable other things are. I like where that combo went, by the way. That was very great, great example with, I think, like the avocado. That being said, don't cry over spilled milk if you, you know, do drop your next avocado. <laughs> I'm only saying that because Maddox drops them all the time and I get really pissed. Oh, because they're so expensive and they go bad every minute. They're like avocados stress me out big time. Okay, so wrapping up this episode, um, I wanted to ask you a couple of questions Number one is, what does self-respect mean to you? Oh, my gosh. And listeners, feel free to ask yourself this question and answer on your own. Self-respect is, I'm just thinking about what comes to mind from the conversation I had with, with Belen, where you, you have to do what is right for yourself, whether that's easy or hard. Not in a selfish way. It's not a selfish thing. It's not like, well, I want to do this. So not like that. And no, you got to take your ego out of it. I think self-respect, obviously your ego's always there, but self-respect is like really tuning into to your needs and what you deserve, what you really, really deserve genuinely, wholeheartedly and making those decisions. And sometimes they're fun, easy decisions. And sometimes they're super hard decisions. But the other side is, you know, not to bring this up again, but I had friends being like, you know, when I first filed for, for divorce in the, the first year is just ugly and the back and forth and whatever. And I had friends being like, you know, the other side is really bright and it's really light and it's, it gets better. And I'm not technically legally, I'm not even there yet, but like it is, but you have to go through that and you can't you know, learn how to tread water, you know? I love that. Who inspires you as a mom? And take me out of it, because clearly I'm very inspirational. Oh, you do inspire me. As <laughs> oh well. my gosh, no, I, you inspire me as a mom. You've gotten me through the hardest of, of days and brief text messages, and that you just you're yeah. Anyway, who inspires you as a mom? I love you. Oh man, can I say all moms? You can. You definitely can. All moms, because I think it's an inclusive answer. <laughs> Well, no, but we all feel all of our stories and all of our births and everything is different, but we all feel it the same. Mm -hmm. Agree. Agree. And so that's, that inspires me because sometimes on my hard days, I'm going, I don't even have it this way. You know, Mm -hmm. it could be, it could be so different. And that's really like, then my, then my stomach drops. I hear you. We hang on to other moms for support, even if we don't know that we're hanging on to them. Just being able to look at somebody and see what they're doing 
is a form of support. I remember my mom telling me, sorry to get off track really quick, but I remember before I had, I was like probably maybe in middle school or high school and I found out what a, an, you know, a, not where you can donate your milk, but you could breast milk bank. No. Well, you could technically breastfeed someone else's baby. Oh, you know, like if, if something were to happen, right. Oh, right, right. If I were right. nursing on a plane and this mom, something happened to the mom and the baby needed milk, I could nurse the baby. Yeah. And I don't know how that came up, but I remember my, my mom telling me that. And I was like, ew, that is so disgusting, you know, or like the other way around, like donating milk or like whatever. And now after being a mom of three, just holding that baby and knowing what that means and what that feels like and what that is, that's what that is. And I would hope that some other mom would do that for me if something happened with this for, my ba- for my baby. With that for- this formula shortage, I'm actually sure that moms are doing that for other moms who can't breastfeed and can't have access to formula. So it is pretty incredible that biologically we can support those that are not our own uh, biological baby. And it's biological because you're, con- you're just as a- I just think that as a mom, you're connected you just are. You are. We are. Last question. And you answered this last time. So I'm curious if you're going to go with a different one or say the same exact thing. Cause you probably don't remember, but what is your favorite trait about yourself? <laughs> is it amazing though? If I said, what's your least favorite trait, you'd probably be able to answer much more quickly than your favorite trait. Right, about I, self. I could tell you 20 right now. Right. Um, I love your hair. That's a physical part of you, but like lately I'm in, on social and stuff. I've been loving this lack of do do like if I don't do my hair it just like it doesn't look chic in the messy way that yours is doing right now well I appreciate that I was just buying you time so and also plugging in a compliment I wanted to give you anyway uh while you think of your favorite trait about yourself now I'm thinking should I need to buy a blow dryer no I but what no I love this whatever's happening I'm, I'm here for it I know you like it too. You did a great reel where you like you're you were drinking from the straw and your hair was messy and it was so cool. That was literally I did that yesterday for my friend's shop and I we talked about it afterwards because I was like, sorry, it's humid and this is this <laughs> and I don't know how to style my hair. <laughs> um well thank you for that because I do often feel like I should be more put together and I'm just lazy, honestly. It's beautiful. What is my favorite quality? I don't know. So my mom sent me a text the other day um, and I get this from her ironically. And she said, I really love your, she said, I'm inspired something. I'm inspired by your, your attitude with potty training Maddox. And then she's like, dot, 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 look at the results. And he, I think two, two, three days. And cause I was just like, this is how it's going to be. And we're doing this now. I, we went boating on Memorial day and my had a car trouble and it was like the longest, hottest day in the sun. And we got home and I had to change his diaper and Rowan's. And I was like, that was it for me. I'm putting you in underwear tomorrow. And cause I don't, I was kind of putting it off cause I don't have them on the weekends. And then I was like, it was a lot with Isaac going to school and you know, just, I was putting it off, but And I just, I was like, I'm going to go out throughout my day and do what I have to do. And if that happens, then it happens, but I'm just doing it because I'm, so I think maybe that's my favorite quality about myself is when I do want something or, or decide to do it, I can be really like conviction. You see it through. You don't look back. You trust. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just, yeah. 
and just kind of going with the flow. Like, I'm not going to let, I don't like, I don't want to let things get to me. It's so, it sucks. But you, to, in order to really do that, you have to really trust that it will all get figured out. So that is a difficult trait when you're juggling the lives of three children, your own, like I said, putting food on the table, paying the rent, like there's so much weighing on you at all times. So being able to truly trust and not get weighed down really is huge. I have so many favorite traits about you. Like we said, you're not a bitter person. You're not resentful. Even though you're really deep, you're not pessimistic. Not that those always go together, but I feel like oftentimes when people are really deep, they can be dark because they're so in touch with their feelings, but you're like deep, but so light. Like you go all the way in, you swim all the way inward. And then by the time you come back out, there's like, you're like spitting out the water, like a fish and you know, out of your mouth, but like out comes the sun with it. And that doesn't make you a toxically optimistic person at all, but like the way you're able to bring that ray of sunshine while also talking about really hard stuff is obviously amazing. You're also beautiful and so creative and talented and a genuinely incredible friend and person. I'm listening to you on Belen's podcast. I don't, I'm so awkward saying her name. I need to practice like 12 more times. No, that's good. No, it just reminded me of why like you and I connected, you know, over the pandemic, it's been, we've, we've chatted a lot less than we did in the years prior because of everything going on in your life and mine and the distance and everything. But, uh, you really do connect deeply with people because you're so genuine and live your truthiest life. Thank you for coming back on. Thank you for sharing your heart. Happy 30th birthday party. And I hope that we get to check in with you again, maybe at 32. We'll have a standing every two years to see what Sammy's up to. I love it. I love you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for living your truthiest life. Always. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.